Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga Readings episode. My name is Adam, and today I'm reading the Devil's Due publishing comic, The Worlds of Dungeons & Dragons, issue number 7, Definitions of Honor. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel, and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. Dragonlance, Definitions of Honor, written and adapted by Richard A. Knack, line art by Pat Quinn, colors by Joseph Baker. Dragon's Point is a dismal place, a remote village situated on the tip of the peninsula that was northeastern Kern. Although the point is surely not where most young Salamnic knights would ride to find glory, Torben is eager to reach this isolated spot. Tales tell of a minotaur, a beast with the body of a man and the head of a raging bull, terrorizing the inhabitants. Slaying one of these powerful creatures would win Torben the prestige he desires, but the young knights will soon learn that he is wrong about many things, including what makes a kill a monster. They called the village Dragon's Point, a grand name for a tiny settlement, at one of the tips of the peninsula that was northeastern Kern. Visitors were rare in this part of the world, certainly a knight of Salamnia, like Torben, especially so. Yet, the villagers did not stare in astonishment. Rather, they eyed him suspiciously, and then disappeared into their respective houses, seeming more frightened than surprised. The few who remained watched with covetous eyes, for although Torben's personal wealth amounted to little, it was no doubt a treasure to them. His hand strayed to his sword just long enough to warn potential bravados. He had come here to make a name for himself, but not against such as these. A commoner, making his way to the more hospitable southwest, had crossed Torben's path, and he had spoken of a village held in a grip of terror by a great band of minotaurs. Though after further questioning, the great band had been reduced to a lone minotaur, but still a minotaur. And so, while his comrades had gone off to fight a few bandits and then brag about those feats, Torben had ridden to save the fair village. It stank heavily of fish. Greetings to you tonight. I be the mayor, Hallard Boarbreaker by name. What brings you to our humble village? Torben played innocent for the moment, the better to gauge the accuracy of his information. My name is Sir Torben. I merely seek a place to stay the night before resuming my journey. Then you have not come to save us from minotaurs? Minotaurs? I recall vaguely that their islands are not that far beyond your shores, somewhere beyond the Blood Sea, but I know nothing about your plight. Tell me more. How many? How near? There is uh, only one at present. It arrived in a small boat with others, but they left again. The remaining beasts stayed on the shore thus far. But the others are sure to come back before long. I take pity on your plight. I must rest first, but come down, I will ride out to deal with the Minotaur. Before the sun sets tomorrow, I will return with its head. Torben hid his mounting eagerness, but inside, grand images of him standing over the dead beast, its severed head borne on the tip of his sword, stirred. 
And though he continued to keep his fervor visibly in check, suffering both the dismal fare and the bug-ridden mattress, the only in offered, his dreams were but of his impending victory, where he skewered his hapless foe a thousand different ways, each one more daring and skilled than the previous. Thus, Torben rode out as quickly as he could that next morning, stealthily closing on the spot where the Minotaur was claimed to be lurking. The path twisting madly between the trees at last gave way to the coastline, and there Torben saw the lean-to and the Minotaur seated by it. Still unseen, Torben readied his sword and shield, gauging the distance, then charged. Torben struggled with the horse. He had never struck down an unarmed foe and did not want to run the creature down, dropping his sword in the effort. My blade! Huh? Will you not stand and fight? I've always been told that Minotaurs were courageous, fierce warriors, not cowards. I would rather talk than fight, Knight of Salamnia. You who is too far from home, please join me. The voice was deep and rumbled like thunder. It changed Torben's opponent from an it to a person. Sit here. Only after he dismounted did the knight consider that the Minotaur could have skewered him several times. But it seemed talk was truly all the creature desired. Who are you? Why do you disturb me? Torben saw no reason not to relate the truth. He told the Minotaur of his arrival at Dragon's Point, the fears of the people there, and what the elders had asked of him. Humans, so ready to fall prey to the shadows of fear. Your race has a mind. It should use it. But enough of that. Let us talk of honor instead. Minotaurs, like some humans, believe honor is first and foremost. Is that not so with the knighthood? Without honor, a man's life is worthless. He is damned, like Lord Soth. I know the tale. The knight who abandoned his wife for an elf woman and did not prevent the cataclysm. He is condemned to haunt the halls of his castle forever. That is essentially correct. Was he truly an honorable man before this transgression? To my knowledge, that is what makes his crime that much more terrible. To abandon honor so abruptly, it's unthinkable. Apparently not. Soth did so. I wonder what he felt. Torben could only shrug. Only the ghostly Soth knew, and no one was going to take the risk to ask him. His lack of response, though, went unnoticed, for the Minotaur had turned to another more personal subject. On Mythas and Kothas, we fight for our place. In the name of honor, we slay one another. A Minotaur who does not fight has no honor and is a coward. A cruel society. The Knights of Salamnia would never permit such useless bloodshed. But I have heard tales of knights refusing to yield their position, however untenable, until all were dead. Forget that they could have retreated to better ground and fought another day. Others have taken their lives because they shamed themselves before their fellows. What you say is true, but you twist the tales around so they sound like acts of 
Blind pride and stupidity. Are honor and pride really so important to you? If a friend died because you were lax, would you leave the knighthood or indeed take your life? Could you not make up for your mistake some other way? The friend would still be dead. It would still be my responsibility. Would you run an unsuspecting man through the back then? A man who could not only outfight you, but would cause the deaths of many if he survived. I ask again, are honor and pride such good things? Must we always do the right thing? Confusion raced through Torben's mind. Some of the Minotaur's words made sense, yet they could not. He rose as the Minotaur turned away from him, an almost sad look in his eyes. The Minotaur paid him no mind, instead returning to his carving, he said nothing as Torben slowly mounted, and the knight neither spoke nor looked back as he rode off back to Dragon's Point. The elders were all waiting for him. The mayor immediately eyed his sheathed sword. Is the beast dead then? Would that I could have been there. Did you sever his head from his body? Come, boss. Have your boys drag the carcass back here. We'll put it where all can see it. The Minotaur is not dead. Not dead? Wounded, then. Run off, has he? I did not fight him. We talked. Talked? I do not think he will harm you. Coward! I should have you run out of Dragon's Point! I did not come here to be insulted. You know nothing of the situation. Should the Minotaur attempt to cause any harm, I shall deal with him. Will that suit you? It, it has been decided that your suggestion is quite reasonable. Therefore, we will let you deal with the situation, provided that, that you give us your oath that you will kill the creature at the first sign of host hostility. Agreed. Torben spent that night regretting more than the meal he was served. He was sick of fish and sick of these people. The Minotaur was better company than them. Sunrise saw him far from the village and nearing the shore where the Minotaur made his home. Welcome back, Salamnia. I am glad you are here. I have come to a decision, the same one I made long ago. A decision? Honor and pride are nothing without reason. There is a time to fight, a time to give up one's life for another, and a time to run. Tomorrow, the run will be over. Tomorrow, Honor will be returned. No longer will they hold their heads in shame. What happens tomorrow? Forgive me for leaving you. There are preparations I must make in private. Let the villagers think what they want. Tomorrow they will know the truth. More confused than ever, the knight departed again. As he entered the village, he ignored the now mocking eyes. Torben spent the rest of the day checking his equipment, practicing, and seeing to his mount. He could have left, yet for some reason did not. And even though he woke the next day determined to depart, midday found him still packing, a hesitation that took the decision from him. The Minotaur had entered the village. The people were in a panic. The Minotaur and the knight met in the village center. The Minotaur did not look interested in fighting, and so Torben met him without his blade drawn. You are the only one worthy of notice among this rabble. I ask you to follow me back to the shore in one hour, no later. I'll need to get my horse. 
Please hurry. Time is short. The Minotaur glared with contempt at the villagers as he departed, adding to Torben, Tell them, should they come near the shore, there will be nothing left of this village but ash. I do not threaten. I merely say fact. The moment the Minotaur was gone, Torben took to his horse. The mayor met him as he rode out. The knight passed on a warning, but Hallard was uninterested in that. The best of luck to you, Sir Knight! We know your sword will be triumphant! Torben did not correct the man's assumption. He would explain the truth when it was over. The Minotaur, only barely sweating from his run, was already on the shore when Torben arrived. The village is in no danger from my people. It never was. We let it survive so that we can say, Look at the humans! See how pathetic and weak they are! <laughs> As if my people are superior. Despite their prowess, their disdain for lesser races, they are in some ways less than gully dwarves. We are blind to our faults and will never be a threat to others. We will kill one another until the final day, all for honor. It has become habit. They come. Thus it begins again for their sakes. No, this is my battle. I ask that you only observe. A knight of Salumnia, here to observe. The rules permit. No, demand such a witness. Huh. The order of your order precedes you. You're accepted as witness for the possibly condemned. The first time an outsider has so been chosen, I think. Have you come to terms? My thoughts have not changed. We may begin whenever you wish. Form the circle. Alternate order. Weapons alternating, the six cut off the lone warrior. The newcomers saluted him, and he in turn saluted them. And then the battle began in earnest. Thwack! were great against the lone warrior. Purposely so. Shook! Ah! What? No! 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 And thus the outcome. Inevitable. Torben had sworn not to interfere, and he had not. But the pure callousness of the man-beasts to the dead warrior was more than he could stand. Damn you! You can't just leave him like this! He fought against impossible odds, and fought admirably! We have no quarrel with you. Do not force disaster upon yourself. This was to be expected of him to make up for his cowardice. You would not understand. You are human, even if you are a knight of Salamnia. Then explain it to me! For ten generations, his family stood high among us, producing champions admired by all. He had followed that legacy until his return from a long quest. 
Some say he met a cleric of another race who subverted his mind. But all we truly know is that he came back preaching peace and that other races, even elves and kender, were our equals. He preached of abandoning the games. How else can we find our place and choose our leaders? His family was disgraced. He was given a choice. Combat. This was not combat. This was no choice. As I said, you would not understand our ways of honor. His has been vindicated. Will you not bury him then? Huh? His honor is vindicated. His crimes can never be. It is forbidden for us to bury such criminals. This one would speak to you alone. He is kin to the condemned. You seem to be of... to have known him. I have been given permission to make a request. Despite his weakness, I would see some burial for my kin. He was good before his madness took him. I will compensate you for this service. I want no money. I will bury him. Indeed. Thank you, then. Farewell. Torben watched the boat depart. Only then it occurred to him that the last Minotaur had not only been kin, but also the final executioner. The leader glanced back at him briefly, but then there was no other communication. Torben chose a spot for the grave near the lean-to and well hidden from the prying eyes of the locals. The grave was shallow of necessity, the hard ground beneath and the makeshift tools fighting the night's effort. Torben prayed until sunset. Finally rising, he returned to the lean-to, where he discovered the small crude blade with which the Minotaur had carved the stakes. His reappearance in the village caused great commotion as villagers pressed around him. Is it true? Have you dispatched the beast? Torben tried to ignore the breath heavy with fish and beer. The Minotaur is dead. We should declare a holiday. There should be a feast. Sir Knight, where are you going? We wish to honor you. Torben matched gazes for a full half minute, the mayor shifting like a small child under a stare. Then the knight turned again and rode off at a trot. He did not look back. End. Thank you all for tuning into this Dragonlance Saga reading. What did you think of the comic? Have you ever read Dragonlance comics before? Feel free to email me at info at dlsaga.com or leave a comment below. This channel is all about celebrating the wonderful world of the Dragonlance Saga, and I thank you for joining me in the celebration. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, Slanjavar!